Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the show. I know it's been a hot minute since I've done a bonus episode, but I'm back and I'm ready to just connect with everyone and just discuss Young and the Restless and General Hospital as I usually do. So I'm going to start with Young and the Restless. I don't have too much because I feel like not much has been going on, but I'll go ahead and dive in. So just thinking of Amanda. So part of me is 50-50 on her starting her own law firm. So I would like my question is, Will we see her as much as we did when she worked at Chancecom or at the peak of her Sutton story? Because I actually want to see her at work. I want to see her legal mind at work. That's intriguing to me. And I'm not sure, you know, how often we'll see that. Like, we never see Devon at Hamilton Winters or the studio for the most part. On the other hand, it'll give us more Imani time. And she's truly grown on me because at first I hated Imani. But she's grown on me. And I love them as sisters. And I hope we see more of the mother, too, because I know, like, she's been written off screen, like, her health issues have been off screen. I'm hoping we can see more of that on screen and just more of her, but I know she has another show that she works on that takes up some of her time, so, yeah. But another thing about the move, though, it just totally removes her from Billy's world, and... The show just acts like the depth of what they have and what was between them just never happened. But I remember, and I don't like how I was discarded, and I'm still going to stand by that. But shifting into more recent events, so Mariah. I understand Mariah's bond with Dominic, a.k.a. Bowie. It's natural, but what's unnatural is staying at a hotel waiting in case he needs you. He has a mother who is going to handle that, like as she saw when she visited him. When he cries, Abby's there to hold him. When he's hungry, Abby is there to feed him. She can also call the pediatrician if he's sick. Mariah needs to just get back to her life and form some healthy boundaries, and she does need to see a therapist, despite what she might think. But, you know, moving out the mansion, that was a good start. But she still has a long way to go. And something else unhealthy, wanting to have a baby right now. Children, or babies you can say, are not here to heal your emotional wounds, loss, or loneliness. They are not here to bear your emotional baggage. Children should be brought into this world for healthy reasons only. So shifting gears now and thinking about Ashlyn, I wish we got to see more of his ruthless side that you know was alleged to be we didn't so all the hype led to just a major letdown for me we've mostly seen him in lover boy status so you know but it also says that love can change someone even the ruthless because we've seen how much he's changed his meeting victoria just backing down on all these things and letting kyle have um what's the boy's name harrison and things of that nature but to me that's murky waters if you're thinking about real life and though I know we all know the difference between real life and real life I just still want to say that that idea can be harmful and people can find themselves in toxic relationships thinking their love can change someone and I know I'm going way off here with that one but I just like to draw parallels between real life and real life but yeah So just for me, the lameness of the character just makes it hard to get invested in him. Like, even his secrets were let down for me. 
So speaking more about Ashlyn, but this time adding in Victoria, the wedding, I thought the palazzo looked boring and it wasn't this exquisite thing. I also thought the wedding was boring and there wasn't any real drama or intrigue leading up to the event. Victoria knew everything, Victor knew everything, and they were both okay with things. And Victoria was going through with the wedding and we all knew that. We also all knew that she was going to wear Sally's dress, which by the way looked kind of basic to me, another letdown. And I'm not a Summer and Kyle fan, but honestly, if they were going to be brought back, it should have been their wedding that we would have seen. There's so There was so much talk about it just for it to be off screen and then randomly pop up, or them randomly pop up at Victoria's. I think it was just a missed opportunity not to do a Sky wedding, but that's just me. So that's all I have for Young and the Restless. So now I'm going to move on to General Hospital. So for GH, this is in chronological order. So I'm starting with the older stuff first, going scene by scene as it took place. I am not yet caught up, to be honest, so I'll stop short of the most recent episodes. But I hope you enjoy hearing my thoughts on what I have seen. So Nina's apology when Carly confronted her was weak. She's like, I'm sorry, remember that call when you were mean to me? Girl, bye. Carly being mean doesn't justify all that you've done. You played God when there were kids involved. That says a lot about her character. Not to mention you were, you know, stepping into a relationship with him. Again, girl, bye. You're terrible. And then she's like, at least you got him back. I won't ever get my daughter back. Ma'am, that has nothing to do with the situation at hand. But I do wonder if Nina's right, though. Will Sonny stay happy? That would be an interesting dynamic to explore, him not being happy as Sonny anymore. So, who is this Esme girl? His girlfriend? What about Trina? He was chasing her. And then, I'm a bit confused. And Esme, she's toxic and she brings out the worst in Spencer, even though he has issues of his own that he brings out. I love Epiphany. She told Britt that she sees right through her. I like that she said that she would be a safe space for Britt when she needs to talk. Britt needs that. I get that Jason had her thinking that they could be something that switched up and, you know, was about to marry Carly. And that's hard to forgive, but I wish she would soften towards Jason. And I hope, you know, Jay Britt, is that their squish name, finds their way back to each other. But, um... Something else that I was thinking as I was watching is I was finding it really hard to understand Spencer's point of view. I have to remember that he's young and he can understand that love can find its way between individuals and there's nothing that you can do about it because love is love. I get that he sees that Ava betrayed the family by choosing saving her face over fighting Valentine, but she honestly owed him nothing, at least to me. Of course, it would have been the right thing to help in the fight against Valentine, but I also get that she didn't want to be disfigured, you know, and that she didn't want to jump into a fight that has nothing to do with her. So, another thing, Nicholas isn't choosing Ava over him. He's choosing love and prioritizing his happiness. Just because you're a child, or his child rather, doesn't mean that everything is supposed to come second to you now, especially when Spencer's grown. Nicholas deserved to put himself first sometimes. He still loved Spencer was excited to have him back. He still wanted to be his father. He still chose him and he will forever. But uh, I'm glad Spencer finally came clean. Nicholas gave me the reaction that I expected and wanted. However, when he said that Spencer was dead to him, I hated that. 
A parent should never say that about a child, no matter what. I grew up in a tumultuous household, and during one of the chaotic moments, my dad said that to me. It's still unforgettable to this day, and I do hold it against him. It was so bad that it passed the capacity to hurt. So back to Esme, she is mad annoying. The way she was blowing up Spencer's phone while he was coming clean to Nick and Ava was just the most. Like, let that man call you back, child. Give him time to breathe. And then she interrupted Jocelyn's chat with Michael and Willow, which, by the way, their initial reaction fell flat for me. But I wish Jocelyn telling the story took place on screen. Now, Curtis, to me, needed to mind his business. I'm Team Carly, so I might be biased, but I felt like it wasn't his place to speak. Nina's his friend, and I get that, but he's not the one that had to go through anything. He wasn't impacted, so he has no right to suggest what to do. Quite frankly, what Nina did negated her love for Wiley. She showcased selfishness and acted without thought for him. And what kind of grandmother is that? Her love is not full. I'm not a fan of Drew being alive. I feel like he ran his course and adding him back just eats at screen time and more valuable storytelling. Plus, Billy Miller equals Drew for me. I'm also not a fan of Peter being alive and active. But I'm not going to get into that because as my listeners know, I am not a fan of the character or the actor. And I don't feel like rehashing that. I just fast forward through that mess, so don't expect any commentary on him. And I cannot take, and he'll always be known as this to me, but I cannot take Mr. Sheffield seriously as Victor Cassidine. I like seeing Robert Scorpio back on my screen, just a side note. And so apparently Shiloh helped arrange Drew's fake crash. I didn't know Shiloh was still around then, but that was another storyline that I'm not a fan of. So Dante and Sam, the jury is still out on these two for me. I know I want to like them, but I'm not sure if I do. I do know that I'm glad they're going to explore things. However, as Maxie said, Lulu confided in her that she still loved Dante. So how would knowing this info change, or maybe not change, Dante's choices? So Valentine, how is he a Cassidine as Victor claims if he shared no blood with Alexis? Perhaps after all this time Alexis is not a Cassidine? That would be something interesting to explore, but then again we don't want to keep rewriting history as this show has a history of doing, which usually doesn't pan out in their favor. So anyway, with Leo, I think it would be good to showcase autism on the show. You know, this show used to tackle social issues on the regular, and I think this would be a good one to do. It's real, and it can be used as a chance to educate. I'm guessing from what I've seen and what Brooklyn mentioned that Ned thinks it's a possibility, meanwhile Olivia does not. If so, I think it's natural. No one wants to, you know, wants anything to be, quote, wrong with their child but that's the thing nothing is wrong with being autistic it would be nice to see her transition to that perspective if i was mistaken about who believes it and who doesn't my bad so yeah that actually wraps up all my thoughts that i have so far on what i've seen about young and restless and general hospital over the last couple of weeks so yeah just stay tuned another one will be on the way and thank you for joining me again i really appreciate it love you guys bye